Hey guys, before we get into the episode, you all know I'm a huge fan of fashion and I have been ever since I was a little girl. And my first job, by the way, was actually at Macy's. And my love for fashion began when I started there because I worked in the fragrance department, but of course my eye was always on the clothes and the makeup and everything related to style. But here's the thing, my relationship with Macy's didn't end once my days of asking people walking by if they wanted to sample the latest scents came to an end. Nearly 20 years later, I still find myself choosing Macy's time and time again for literally everything. It's become a really beautiful full circle moment that they've been such amazing supporters of our show for so long. And when it comes to shopping, they have everything you need, whether I need a last minute outfit or Kevin needs a last minute outfit for our friend's wedding. We always head to Macy's. They've got us covered. So if you're in need of some retail therapy, perhaps, or looking to spruce up your home or your lifestyle, check out Macy's friends. I've curated a list of some of my favorite items that have helped me upgrade so many parts of my life, really my fashion the most, but of course home and baby and so much more. So check the link in the description and happy shopping Hill Squad. Hello, hello, Hill Squad. Welcome back to another great day here. We're very excited for this episode and we will tell you why in just a moment, but we're going to start with our quote of the day. We are living in a turbulent time. Storms are everywhere of every size and shape. And like every generation before us, we must learn the act of surviving them so we can help each other endure. That is by Mark Nebo, friends, who is on the show today. He wrote this book called Surviving Storms. It's amazing. It's going to help you understand why we got to this place in our crazy, beautiful world. And will probably at least make us more aware of it so that we can start dealing with the why and then the how to help each other endure, like he said. If you are a new listener to the show, welcome to the Heal Squad. You're officially a part of the Heal Squad. We do this here every single day. We're learning, we're growing, we're getting better together, and we're healing. And so um, that's the mission here every day is to to help us all grow and heal and get better in all areas of life. So thanks for joining us. Um, If you have a second to leave us a review, we'll leave a link in the uh, summary of this episode. They light us up. They keep us going. So thank you so much for all of them that have come so far. Um, Really, really appreciate it. And if you haven't already checked out my curated picks at Macy's.com backslash heel squad, Please do. As you know, Macy's is a big supporter of the show. And so I have picked my favorite things from Macy's.com, put them all at Macy's.com backslash Hill Squad. A lot of fun summer things. Um, I think you saw my recent travels. Some of the things I wore on that trip are on that list. So you can take a look. Anything you buy through that link supports our show, helps us keep the lights on. So thank you so much. But if you also click out and you buy something that I didn't have on the list, that also helps us. So thank you. Keep that in mind. Uh, in the meantime, Mark Nepo is a number one New York Times bestselling author, spiritual teacher, and poet who has moved and inspired readers and seekers all over the world. Mark has appeared several times with the great Oprah Winfrey on her Super Soul Sundays, In 2016, he was named as one of the 100 most spiritually influential living people. And the Heel Squad is so welcome. uh, Heel Squad is so excited to welcome Mark Nepo back to the show. So without further ado, here's our conversation. I'm so excited to chat with you about your new book. 
Uh, it is amazing. And like I said to you, as we were sound checking, it's my favorite so far. It's so needed, as you know, at this, uh, at this time. And so when I first read Surviving Storms, I really thought when you're on the go 24-7 like me, guys, finding ways to make life easier is so important for my health and sanity. <laughs> and that's exactly what my friends at Macy's do for me. From working there as a teenager to now going to them for so many of my daily essentials, it's been my go-to for so many years. And having everything in one place is such a time saver for me. With being a first-time mom, for a while now, as you know, I've had plenty of those and being able to rely on them for all the things has been amazing. Plus having everything in one place has made being a new mom just a little bit easier for me. So I know we're all focusing on our families, our health, hopefully our jobs and everything in between, but it's time to make your life a little easier. And to help you out, I've curated all of my essentials from Macy's for you and the whole fam. All the details are in the show notes below, or you can just click the link in the description to get your hands on them too. I have some new picks on there. This little bomber jacket, this little black dress. You're gonna love it. All right, friends, let's talk about something we all do. Snack. Trust me, I've definitely overindulged in the past, but as you know, I am focused on my health these days. And I think I found the healthier snack that you don't have to lose out on the flavor. And it's definitely become my go-to. It first came into the house because of Kevin. He was obsessed with wonderful pistachios. And then I got addicted. And now it's in my travel bag. I don't leave home without it. It's in our glove compartments because they don't melt. Right now, my favorite flavor is the sweet chili flavor. It feels like some of the naughtier kind of snacks I used to use where I used to lick my fingers after. Now I lick them and I feel safer. Um, plus, Wonderful Pistachios is one of the highest protein nuts. Each one ounce serving has six grams of protein, giving you over 10% of your daily value. That's crazy, guys. So if you're looking for the perfect snack, trust me and head over to www.wonderfulpistachios.com to snag a bag of Wonderful Pistachios. You're going to love them. I remember my mom always struggling with her hair. It's frizzy Maria, my mom would say in her Greek accent. Tiehis, what do you have? I tried so hard to find her products. I wish I could share these products I'm using now with her because I know she would be so happy to finally have good hair days. I've always believed that hair is a woman's best accessory. And with Way's new anti-frizz cream, you can ensure that your hair always looks its best without the frizz stealing the spotlight. It's a lightweight cream that not only provides immediate frizz control, but also helps prevent heat damage. And get this, it lasts up to 72 hours. That's three whole days of frizz-free, gorgeous hair. Way seriously has some of my favorite products for taming the frizz. Pro tip, one of my biggest discoveries is using the Way hair oil on the ends of my hair before I dry it. Let me tell you, it's a game changer. Once it's dry, my hair looks so smooth and polished. I don't even need to do anything else. It is incredible. I love it. Frizz free up your schedule with Way. Go to the Way, T-H-E-O-U-A-I.com and enter the promo code Heel Squad for 15% off any product. That's the Way, T-H-E-O-U-A-I.com, promo code Heel Squad. Trust me, you won't regret it. I think a little bit differently about what it was going to be. I was like, surviving storms. Okay, cool. I go through a lot of storms. Usually they're health yeah. storms. <laughs> but this was this was more broad than that. And it really covered what we're going through as a society. And I think that's really important rather than thinking about the storm you're going through as opposed to the storm we're going through. Yeah. Yeah. And it was very, um, and as you know from the book, I mean, I was... I started it before the pandemic, and as we moved into the pandemic, I was so struck by, um, 
as you know, the first chapter I've called The Old World is Gone. And, you know, it really touched me in terms of my cancer journey years ago. And I was surprised how it came up so viscerally. But I was, it reminded me of this moment when I was first diagnosed and I was in a doctor's office and was so disoriented and afraid and uh, told that they thought I had cancer. And I would say, are you sure you got the right folder? Are you sure? <laughs> yeah. um, and, but when I went to leave that appointment, the door I came through was gone. There was no way back to life before that appointment. And I felt so powerfully that this is what the pandemic has done for the global family, humanity. As much as, you know, we see parts of our society want to be angry at somebody about it and or be in denial or, you know, that, oh, there's no there was no virus. It's a hoax, you know, um, or rebel against masks. The old world is gone. There's no going back. And the only way is to love each other forward. Yeah. I, it's interesting that you connected to your cancer journey because prior to the cancer journey and part of my mission here with this show is to help people with their health. And uh, I kept saying to friends of mine, how do I get people to have the breakthroughs I had with a brain tumor, but without getting the brain tumor, right? Like, <laughs> that's the goal. Let's, let's learn without having to go through that. And I kept thinking in the beginning of COVID at some point, oh my gosh, this is the collective brain tumor. Yes. And so you, yeah. when I was reading this, I'm like, oh my gosh, you made that same correlation. And so, but what I loved is you have obviously such a way with words, but you really explained how we got here. And and I loved, you know, everything about the tech revolution or the the, the loss of relationship and the isolation of tech. And yeah. those really kind of just grabbed me so tightly. And I would love for you to explain to everybody the loss of relationship and, and what yeah. that is. So, and, and thank you. And, you know, I was just in the beginning, the opening of that book where I'm trying just my guess at how we got here, you know, where we are. Um, and, and as I looked back, it almost, you know, hundreds of years, there were these fault lines that that got wider and wider until here we are and and needing to repair them and move forward. And one is this loss of relationships. So we can go back to the 1800s when the the Industrial Revolution, you know, we talk about the tech revolution, but the Industrial Revolution in the 1800s so before this we were mostly all over the world we were farming cultures or hunting but life revolved you know what you did to live and where and and where you were at home were the same thing especially with farming right you farmed at home you lived at home and now all of a sudden there are factories and for the first time people are having to leave home to work and return and actually spending much of the waking day away from family and home and community. So that's the first thing. And then even when you're at work, you know, before this, 
and 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 there are such great benefits to all of progress it's not that we should do away with progress but we have to realize the losses so that we can compensate so the other thing is that you know if you're a farmer you're doing everything in the full cycle of life from planting the seed to harvesting the crop well now you're working in a shoe factory and someone says to you no you don't even get to make the whole shoe you just do the laces because that serves the god of efficiency but when we don't involve every ourselves in a whole process it starts to fragment us so we start to not be with in, in, with with all of our relationships and we're not even involved in the whole process of life from beginning to end so we get fragmented and now so now i want to refer to as you know in the book i do to karl marx and you know marx um it gets a gets a bad rap uh because you know marx didn't create marxism dictators did <laughs> you know he was a sociologist who had these insights and some amazing insights about society and progress and this was one of them is that in the 1840s he was watching this happen and he noticed and said wow you know he didn't say get rid of progress he said i can foresee that these kinds of divisions and breakdown of relationship and community they're going to divorce us from our basic human nature and so he said wow he he foresaw the first generation of therapists as people who would repair people to their basic human nature make them whole again restore their relationships not get rid of progress but let's make the relationships whole let's bring us back together and he even called the first generation of therapists alienists because they would repair that strangeness he coined the term alien nation he said when you have enough citizens divorced from their basic nature you have an alien nation so now you fast forward to our where we are and now the tech revolution has moved that forward even more these these separations and speeded everything up and so we're even more isolated and more divorced from our human nature and so so in the tech you know and covid certainly didn't help with isolating but in the tech world, you know, anytime we're on our phones or our iPads or whatever it might be, we think we're alone, but we're not. We're neither alone and we don't get the benefits of being truly alone. And we're not, and we think we're in relationship and we're not. We're kind of <laughs> stuck in a digital netherworld. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, we need, there, there are great benefits from being alone true solitude that's where we we feel spirit where we feel nature where we feel the the truth of our feelings and there's such great benefit from like right now you know we're we're together we're we are more together than alone but get this illusion that oh i i'm in relationship oh i'm i'm, I'm in solitude you know there was the the poet the great poet rilke reina maria rilke um in, in the early 1900s and he had this great line in one of his poems and he said 
I'm alone, but not alone enough to make every moment holy. Oh. Yeah. Well, and here's the thing. Why I thought this was so powerful is because you talk about grief. So the loss of that farmer getting to do the whole process and us having to do such fragmented parts of each process in our jobs, right, as things have gotten more complicated, there's a grief that's underlying that we can't even address because we don't even know it's there. And then that grief, as you talk about, there are five stages of grief. Um, and and so there's a denial, there's an anger, there's so many things that come from not understanding where we came from and where we are. And that's why I thought this was, it, the way you laid it out was just so addicting because you're like, oh my God, I understand. It's like when I read Many Masters, Many, was it Many Masters, Many Minds? Many masters, many lives. I remember reading that book on a plane and everything clicked about life. <laughs> and I was guttural crying on the plane. I had the same feeling when I was reading this. Everything was clicking. I'm like, no wonder. Especially, you know, I was saying my husband and I will say a lot of the similar things in a less poetic and, and classy way, let's say. Well, and so this raises a couple of other things that in terms of how do we, you know, how do we repair? How do we move forward? How do we grow? And there's so many, there's, you know, that, that all the traditions offer, not abstract, they offer real tools for when we're disconnected of how to reconnect. And some of the things still about the disconnect. So, so with progress, you know, this is uh, one of the things I think that speaks to this disconnection is not only the isolation and being cut off, but this this two two things this one this mister mysterious thing where you know my when my father he's gone now but in his generation and he grew up you know we used to have he never traveled anywhere but he always was interested in other places so we subscribed to national geographic and he could look at the pictures well now you know i i'm never going to climb mount everest but i can actually go online and be over someone's shoulder <laughs> as they actually climb. So that's great. As long as I remember, I didn't make the climb. Yeah. And I think one of the insidious things today is because of technology and this disconnection, no, sometimes some of us are watching the climb and thinking, I did that. Yeah. No, 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 no. No, where we're watching someone and we think, oh, because I thought I helped, I helped. Mm -hmm. No. And, and so the passivity of all of technology is we, without realizing it, we're all waiting for things to reach us. And one of the great things about all the spiritual traditions is that embodiment means things don't come alive until I reach to you till I open my heart, till I actually move toward you or the situation, and then the magic appears. So we kind of sit back and go, oh, well, nothing's happening. Okay, I guess not. I guess there's nothing there. And so what, what some of this all raises is what, you know, when, when we do, you know, 150 years ago, we didn't have electricity. You know, we had to go cut wood. We had to do all these labor-intensive things just to live. And so I'm glad we don't. I'm glad we can just flip on the lights and the heat. 
okay but what but we have to do that's why we go to gyms and do yoga and jog and do all so that we do aerobics to compensate for that gift of progress well now we're at a place where we oh my god wait that was like big we're doing the aerobics to compensate for the progress so the progress brought us to a place where we're not outside outside gathering wood and doing all that labor so now we have to compensate by going to the gym for an hour. Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. When you had to cut wood and carry coal and do things, you and carry water, we didn't need to exercise because it was built in. So now we have to compensate. So now I want to suggest we are at a place we need to take it further. We need to do spiritual aerobics. How? to comp how to stay connected to practice listening holding feeling extending compassion because the 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 progress is now at a point where we just sit passively and we don't have to open our heart everything's brought to us we don't have to open our mind well just like physically there's a cost for that and the cost is staying connected and alive. So th this connects to, you know, I'm sure I don't, like so many people, I, you know, I saw the insurrection live on TV and well, what on oh my God is happening? And forget all the politics. What so like uh, devastated me was here were people doing barbaric violence. And at the same time, they're taking pictures of themselves as if they don't know if this is real or if they're in a video game. As a first time mom of the baby, I'm always on the go, whether it's running errands, getting my coffee, going to doctor's appointments, or just spending quality time with little Athena. And that's why I rely on wonderful pistachios to keep me fueled and ready for anything, no matter where I am. Kevin even keeps us bag stashed in the nursery. <laughs> you know, for the nighttime hunger moments. Wonderful pistachios comes in a variety of flavors and sizes, making them the perfect snack to have literally any time, whether I'm enjoying them during a quick break in between taping this show or I'm on the go and it's in the diaper bag. I do carry it in my travel bag and they're in my car. At this point, when I'm leaving the house, I think keys, wallet, wonderful pistachios. <laughs> <laughs> Bonus, Wonderful Pistachios is one of the highest protein nuts with six grams of protein in every one ounce serving. So on top of all that, they keep me feeling satisfied. I'm energized while I'm juggling all this crazy stuff in life. Next time you're looking for a convenient and guilt-free snack, head over to www.wonderfulpistachios.com and stock up on your favorite flavors today. Minus the sweet chili. Yeah, that's the thing you talked about is, is the reality is lost because you see there's a tragic accident and people are filming selfies with with what's going on and filming it rather than helping the person in the situation. And you're like, wait a second, drop the camera and go help this person. <laughs> and it's yeah. just people. And you talked about the the start of reality shows, cops and and all of these shows that started um, reality. And, and that's where everything got blurred. Yeah. And so, you know, I make... And and so I think it sounds simple, and but it's so needed now. I think that we all have to help each other restore our direct connection with life. Because if you have a direct connection with life, you have reverence for life. And if you have reverence for life, you can't do harm. 
So when I see all that happening, all this violence and, and you know, the epidemic of, of mass shootings, which is so insane in our culture, and it's more so in America than anywhere else in the world. Mm-hmm. And I think, and you know, I think I made reference somewhere there, in, if not in this book, somewhere else, that so we look at someone who does something horrible like that and you know that they are out of their minds and they're responsible for that horrible violence but i can't say it has nothing to do with me because i think of these shooters as social aneurysms so an aneurysm in the body is when a weak cell when the body is under great pressure, that weak cell explodes and it usually leads to a stroke. So they are, these are the exploding cells or souls, if you will, in our society. But we're creating the pressurized society that's creating the conditions where we have an epidemic of these souls exploding. So no, yes, they're responsible for their horrible violence, but we can do something about depressurizing our society so the conditions are not there so so that less of these explosions will happen. Yeah, but how? And how do we rebuild that spiritual relationship with ourselves and with others to get there? Well, I, you, you know, from my work, I don't, I don't have answers, but I, but I try to speak to it, you know, so I don't, I don't know. And my feeling is, my thoughts are that we, we need to restore our direct experience. How do we do that? Two of the oldest medicines in the world are holding and listening. There has never been a time in my life that I have held or been held that it wasn't healing. And there has never been a time when I have listened to or been listened to, even if it's a difficult, even if it's a truth that I'm not ready to hear, that listening hasn't re-knit the bonds between us. And, And you know so well that there's such stridency and polarization so we are here again it's like it's our turn every generation you know my parents generation it was world war ii you know in this generation this is what we're facing how are we going to choose love over fear how are we going to choose sharing over self-interest How are we going to do this? One Mother Teresa said, courage is doing small things with love. So it's like one step at a time, one listening at a time, one holding at a time. And I feel that um, when we, the appropriate role of suffering, which we can't avoid because it's like the friction of the wheel of life, like suffering is for humanity what erosion is for nature it wears off everything 
that is breakable so all that's left is what's unbreakable and of course we need each other to get through that but but once we experience that oh my god then 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 we realize we're all the same then we reach out to each other you know i remember when i was younger in my 30s and um I was on a grocery line and there was an older old woman. She was probably my age now, right? An older woman. <laughs> you know, I, I turned 72 this year. Oh, and I, congrats. Well, thank you, my God. I, I, but if I met someone my age, and I have to say 70 got my attention, but <laughs> if I met someone my age when I was younger, I thought they were ancient. It doesn't seem so old now. No. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but when I was in my 30s, I remember... And, and then I played racquetball, but I was on a grocery line and I was an older woman, obviously had a back problem and it, she was so slow. And I remember from a distance back in line feel, feeling, oh, gee, this poor person. And then honestly, as it took her so long, I got impatient, you know. Well, then, then you know, like about a couple of weeks later, I happened to tweak my back playing racquetball. Oh, now like going to the bathroom was like going to China. And now I got it. Well, ever since then, if I see someone like that online now, I go and help carry their groceries. Because I get it. Mm -hmm. And this is the real role of suffering is that we, we reach out. Like you said, you drop the camera, you go help somebody. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I think to answer even my own question, the biggest thing you can do is become aware. And that's what this book does. It makes you aware of why we're in this storm that we're in right now. And like you said, it's this generation storm. And and then realize, okay, we're not living in reality most of the time. We're living on Instagram. We're living on TikTok, whatever it is that your poison is. Um, and, and like you said, reaching out rather than assuming, you know, what's going on. Like I have so many people like, oh my God, you look amazing. I'm like, yeah, if you only knew, you know what I mean? There's, <laughs> you never know because we're not supposed to post the reality on Instagram. You're not supposed to know I'm going through a horrible time. You're supposed to see me smiling and talk about, you know, <laughs> whatever the, the line is. Kelsey, give me a good line right now. What is... Yeah. Maybe. Living Live life. Live, laugh, love. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> living my life. Yes. Living my living, living my best life yeah. is one of my favorite <laughs> ones I see. And so I, I, I think that's it. It's becoming aware of the, the grief that's underlying, that's been, that's been accruing, I guess, over the years. And as progress, I love what you talk about. Progress is okay. It's just now we have to know where we're at and and what we're doing to compensate for that progress. I think that's so brilliant. And then and then reaching out and figuring out, okay, so these things are contributing to my disconnection with myself and with others. You know, because a lot of people are like, I hear a lot of young people like, oh my God, no one's ever there for me. I'm like, wait, but if you really look at yourself, you're not there for them either, actually. Yeah. <laughs> you're the one that doesn't get in the car and go for them either. Because everyone is so much about self-care, right? Like now self-care is a big thing. And so I think that that can be taken to an extreme as well, is we have to like, we have to be there for people. And 
you know, I know in LA we're in a bubble, but I feel like we're the worst here um, because we're so busy chasing our dreams. We don't have time to be there for other people. And that's something that I've been really missing here is community. Um, but I think reaching out, being there for people, um, and, and, and being aware is going to be the biggest thing. All right, friends. This conversation with Mark Nepo was so amazing and it went so long that I decided to split this up into two to make it more consumable for you guys. So this ends this part, but tune in tomorrow for part two. Hey, Heal Squad, we have been on quite the journey together and we're hearing from so many of you just how much this show is helping you heal and get better and it makes us feel so good. We love, love, love it and we just ask that you don't keep it to yourself. Spread the message and share the show or your favorite episode with your friends. And if you want to help us even more, you can leave us a five-star rating and a comment on Apple Podcasts or Spotify and follow us on Instagram at Heal Squad. You can also DM us anytime because we love connecting with you. And finally, you can also join us on Patreon for our monthly live heal events with world-class healers and ad-free episodes exclusive only to Patreon and our Super Heal Squad for as little as $10 a month. So go to patreon.com backslash heel squad to join. Getting better isn't easy, friends, but as I say all the time, it's a whole lot easier if we can do it together. We love you all so much and we love doing this thing called life with you.